welcome back to the rec center. He's Jack Ferris. I'm Lindsay Joy. And Jack, I didn't prepare you for this, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Can we jump right in and you tell me what you thought of the wilds? Yeah, I actually had a couple of minutes set aside for this. Okay. So the wilds, I, I guess I'll just do because it, it was wild. Reluctant, <laughs> reluctantly, it was one of my recommendations. But let me give everyone um, a heads up as to what to expect. It's maybe the worst acting I've seen on TV. Oh, hold on. Let me go. I'm on my, I'm on my soapbox here. It's maybe the worst acting I've seen uh, on the television screen all year long. It is far from an original premise. Not only did they rip off the uh, plane crash, deserted island deal from Lost, but they also took the formulaic every episode, one person's going to have a flashback and you're going to, that, that character is going to be more well-rounded. That said, once you watch two, three episodes, it's not enough. You have to keep watching it. So I'll say this, do yourself a favor, set aside eight hours when you're at home. Maybe you want to avoid the parents, avoid the in-laws and try to knock it out all together. You'll be a the end of the series finale, the season finale, I should say, is a big, is a big cliffhanger, and you're gonna be like, OMG, I want more, and that feeling is gonna last like 15, 20 minutes before you see like, I don't know, a bird outside. But it it, it is good. It is, despite what I said, there are, it is somewhat original. Uh, there are twists and turns, and that's exactly what keeps you going. Um, but yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> If you just look at it at face value, you're like, how did this get the green light? This is this has been done several times. And Lost was with without Lost, there is no wilds. But I think they kind of lean into that a little bit, which makes it okay. Do you think so, the do you think ahead. the pitch meeting for the wilds was just someone standing up in a room and saying, It's lost with teenage girls? And yes. then the pitch meeting was over? Yes, it's lost but teenage girls. And if you're you know, a YA target audience member. If you're 11 to 24, you probably didn't watch Lost, Lost 15 years ago. True, but, um, and I actually don't know where Lost is streaming. I do think Lost is one of those shows that has come back in that some, like how the way that like every teenager has seen Friends now, I think that Lost did kind of have a rebirth where a younger audience has seen it. I think it streams maybe on Hulu. I just feel well, like some people have seen it as one thing. I would say you could attribute that to the success of both JJ and uh, Damon Lindelof. Well, JJ exited Lost pretty quickly, though. Sure. Lindelof sure. stayed. JJ Abrams. Yes. JJ yeah. Abrams, not Reddick. Uh, <laughs> JJ, the success of JJ Abrams and Damon Lindelof, people are like, oh, Watchmen is awesome. What's some of his original work? Oh, Lost? Maybe I should check that out. And I, I think I've said it before Lost is a lot, it's a, it's a big apple to take a bite out of but if you want to consider yourself a tv fan like lost is mandatory viewing also if you want to check out jj abrams former work um might i suggest alias and i was gonna say i knew you were gonna go alias that's my one of my favorite shows of all time really formed to him as a person also you mentioned the cliffhanger at the end of season one and it's there's obviously a lot of unanswered questions in the finale I thought it had already been renewed when we talked about it last week. It actually just got renewed this week for a season two. So mm. we're getting a season two. And I thought it was an interesting enough twist. I'm interested to see where season two goes. That is one 
we're pretty, I think we spoil some stuff on here, but I am not going to spoil that one. No, 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 no. I mean, but know, so, it's, it's lit. It's literally like the last 15 seconds of yeah. the season. And it's, it's a, you, I didn't see it coming. No. And I did see, obviously, um, yeah, there's obviously some stuff you can predict. Um, but this was one where you're like, Oh, interesting. So I'm, I'm going to watch season two. I actually didn't have the same problem with the acting that you did. I'm not going to sit here and defend it and say they should all get Emmys and Golden Globes and all the above for it, but I watched a different show that is also YA and and actually did have the worst acting I've ever seen. So The Wilds seems like phenomenal acting in comparison to the show I'm about to talk about. Do you have any other thoughts on this before we switch? No, I will say when I was watching it, because I wanted to... I wanted to text you after a couple episodes and say, this is trash TV, which I did. And it kind of is trash TV, but I was so hooked into it. And I was like feeling gross. I was like, I'm a 32 year old man. Do I have the taste of like an 18 year old girl? And then I looked it up. I looked up all the reviews and I felt vindicated because critically it's, it's getting a lot of love. Yeah. And honestly, I question that a lot with myself too, because I read books where I'm like, am I, am I a 17 year old girl? But I, I think just if it's good content, it's good content. It doesn't matter how old you are or who you are. I have one more thing. And I actually meant to text my sister and get her thoughts on this. What did you think about the girl with the fake teeth where that was like one of the challenges in life she had to overcome, which is like, she has a retainer. And I meant to text my sister about this because my sister also had that problem where she had, she's missing those two teeth. And like she just got that taken care of. She just got veneers at some point in life. But like I, some of the stuff in it is like ridiculous where that was like, I, I will say yes, that, but I mean, that is very superficial. That's one of the things she has to overcome. But again, remember your target audience. There's one moment where, so one of the central themes is the main character is getting over a heartbreak. And there's one moment where these, uh, I guess you could call them the villains. They're all sitting around a table and they're like, Hey, come on. Remember your first heartbreak? And all three of them are like, yeah, that's right. It was the end of the world. I'm not sure I ever, how I ever got through it. And it's like, come on. It's totally placating. And there's probably 15, 16 year old girls out there like saying, see, it's so hard. Whereas I remember back to my like high school heartbreaks and I was like, yeah, it sucked for like 10 days. I don't spend a ton of time thinking about it now, but maybe I do. And maybe that's why I identified with, with the show so much, but yeah, no, it's, it's definitely superficial. It's, over the top melodramatic but the it's it's just good enough that it kept me coming back for more yeah i recommend it as well obviously we talked about it last week um i'm gonna do my my first rec here can you tell me this is a podcast this is bad podcasting but what why do you have a poinsettia on your i wish that everyone could see jack's setup here what's happening why are you so festive right now well i'm wearing my not only is there a poinsettia in the foreground and the only reason it's in the foreground is because I didn't have enough time to set it up like tastefully in the background, which would have been a really good look. Like imagine that. Yeah. That's a really good look. With the Did art I, behind you. What, I, yep. wouldn't, I want to know about the art next. We gotta Maybe go I could just hold it here. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It was just, it was sitting here on the table in the dining room or living room, whatever you want to call it. And I just moved it over. Okay. So it's, it's a four, foreground poinsettias. Okay. Nothing other than that. It's, you know, the 21st of December. Happy winter solstice. Happy winter solstice. Um, mm-hmm. Looking forward to the sunlight, as is everyone. Although in Portland, we don't have sun. That is not something we are familiar with. Okay. Tiny, pretty things. 
Have you heard of this on Netflix? I've seen it. Okay. First of all, the name. We could have done better. Tiny Pretty Things doesn't mean anything. Basically, it's Pretty Little Liars meets Center Stage. And I think they got hung up on Pretty. And a lot of things, a lot of titles were already taken that involved Pretty. But aside from the name being terrible and the acting, which I mentioned, not being great, it's... So we said the Wilds pitch is lost with teenage girls. This pitch is it's center stage meets pretty little liars. They took plots from both shows and they just put them together. Sorry. Center stage is a movie, not a show. I'm not going to recommend it to you, but I was talking to a friend today who was like, I'm just going to take the, like, I don't have anything going on today. I think I'm just going to like download the show and like watch it just to get, get through as many as I can. So it's, on Netflix, it's 10 episodes, uh, 45 minutes to an hour each. I think it's closer to an hour. So it's, it's a good 10 hours of your life. It's so bad, it's good. Did you watch Emily in Paris? No, never did. Okay. But you know exactly what I'm talking about with the so bad, it's good of Emily in Paris. Was, it was a very enjoyable show for a lot of people, but it, it wasn't a good show by any means. This is not going to win any awards. It's not. I don't know if Emily in Paris got any critical acclaim. This Tiny Pretty Things, not going to get critical acclaim. So again, it's, it's seven or eight dancers at a um, school of American ballet type thing in Chicago. They are leading up to their big performance and (laughs) the big performance. The choreographer has decided it's going to be based on Jack the Ripper, the serial killer. And the show acknowledges like how crazy that is and how weird that is. Um, But that's just one one part of it that's very strange. Also, I really buried the lead here. In the first episode, one of the dancers falls off a building and dies. Or maybe she doesn't die, but falls off a building. And so what keeps me coming back is I'm eight episodes in and I want to know who the killer is. And I sort of think that I have it figured out, but I don't know for sure. And I just want to know. I could probably just Google it. But it has that intrigue of like, okay, who done it? Because you you go through a few different episodes where you're like, maybe it was this guy, maybe it was this girl, maybe, you know, who had motive, who was there, who was, who was partying in the sauna and couldn't have been the one doing it because, you know, whatever. So there's, I don't know, like I said, seven or eight of these teenage kids, there's a cop who won't let this go and, oh, did she fall off the roof or was she pushed and blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of all, it hits all the classic notes. The acting is really bad though. I think they had to get people who were good dancers and so they just settled on bad actors. If you watch the acting in the show, you would be, if you thought the wilds was bad, I guess that's what I'm saying. Then you would not, you would not like the acting in the show, but enjoyable. I have two episodes left. I'm going to finish it. Can't wait to find out who the killer is. Watch it. If you're in the mood for a show that is so good, it's bad. And also want to watch a little dancing. Okay. That sounds like not a very strong recommendation. Um, it's lukewarm. moving on, moving on. If you are home with mom, and I, I emphasize mom and not with dad, you're just sitting at home with mom, aunt, sister, whatever, uh, I would give this one a talk. This is a director who is continues to lean into the the femme audience, and I don't have a problem with it because sometimes I like femme stuff. Note the wild. Uh, it's Soderbergh's latest movie, Let Them All Talk. It was shot in seven days on a cruise. Seven days. Yeah. Meryl Streep, Candace Bergen, Diane West, Lucas Hedges. Um, if you don't know who Lucas Hedges is, guess what? You do. Just Google him once. You'll know who I'm talking about. It's the kid in 
What's that Casey Affleck movie, the tearjerker, the Oscar Beatty movie? Gone Baby Gone? Nope. Oscar Beatty, Casey Manchester, Affleck. Manchester by the Sea. Oh, okay. Yep. Anywho, Meryl Streep is kind of this out of touch, very successful author who uh, is needs to get a book published or needs to get a manuscript written, I should say. And her publisher pays for her to go on this transatlantic cruise and she gets to bring a couple of friends to just to kind of zero in and find herself. And you find out really quick that Meryl Streep's just kind of an asshole. Like success has not treated her well. And uh, her friends, Candace Bergen and Diane West don't shy away from the fact that she is in fact an asshole. Very good. Like I said, it's, it's easy to watch with mom. Uh, Steven Soderbergh actually has a cameo in it and I won't tell you who he plays because I want you to be able to figure it out who it is. And listen, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I just love Soderbergh. Big Soderbergh guy. What's the runtime? It is a, a spec over or under two hours, but it's right around two hours. Fair. So it's For a little Meryl lengthy. Movie. It's a little lengthy. I, I could do two hours with Meryl. Is it Amazon Prime? I think you said. It is on Netflix. No, excuse oh. me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, HBO Max. He's an HBO oh. Max guy. Is he? He is now. now? He is now. It's existed for like four months. So it's obviously a new thing. Um, All right. I mean, that sounds like fun. Speaking of your mom, I have been meaning to watch Last Christmas for two weeks and I have not done it yet. I'm assuming you also have not watched Last Christmas. No. And guess what? I'm not going to. Sorry, mom. Well, I might. um, And I can discuss it on next week's episode, which will be December 29th or 28th. And that will be past Christmas. So I'm sorry that I have bad timing. Anything else? It, let them all talk. Uh, yeah, let them all talk. Okay. Anything else on that one? Uh-uh. I have another HBO Max one. And most of these things, so like last week when I did The Wilds and this week with Tiny Pretty Things, I had watched 8 out of 10. So I guess I hadn't seen the whole thing, but I, I got the gist. The problem with watching 20 hours of YA content within a week and a half is that I haven't really watched a lot of other things. Yep. I dipped my toe in something I'm going to recommend. Um, I believe it's six episodes total. I've watched one. So I might regret this recommendation, but it is called the trial of Christine Keeler. It is on HBO max. I watched the first episode. It's a BBC one show. So this has already aired. If you're listening from across the pond, this has already aired in London. Um, <laughs> sorry, Jack is rearranging his poinsettia. I know, probably pretty distracting, but I'm in, just... In the Take Me Gnome Tonight sweater. It's Take Me Gnome Tonight, right? Take Me Gnome Tonight. Yeah, it is. It's like my only Christmas sweater. Uh, yeah, I think I was at a Christmas party mm-hmm. like years ago that you wore that too. So back to Christine Keeler. It is a true story of 1960s affair between the British minister and a model. And it's a true story. Um, It's one of those, it has like the title card on the front. That's like, most of these are based on true events. Like some parts of it, some part of it is fictionalized, but honestly, like you can't make this stuff up. So it was like the title card. That's like, this is based on true events, but they got a little fancy with it. Um, It just, I don't know. It's an interesting show. It's sixties. I feel like I've been watching a lot of sixties, seventies stuff lately, which is not something I normally do. I actually normally don't like that type of stuff, but I have been loving the 60s fashion and all that lately. So maybe that's part of it. Um, 
I'm interested to see where it goes. I could honestly just Google the story, but it seems like a, a pretty messed up story in itself. And yeah, it's just, it follows a model and she just gets herself into trouble. It's the only thing I can say from episode one. It's on HBO Max. It aired on BBC One in 2019. And then HBO Max is basically just buying content at this point to add to their library. And this was one of the ones that they did. So like I said, I think it's a six-part um, docu-series, and it's a limited series, which is really nice because with the Wilds, like I said, we're finishing season one, and they're sort of still on the island. That's not a spoiler, um, but I have to wait till season two to watch them get off the island, possibly, or maybe they never do. I don't know. Maybe they just live on that island forever, but with Tiny Pretty Things, I'm assuming I'm going to find out the killer, but like, I, I don't know if they're going to do a season two of the show. So I find myself more and more, I've always appreciated limited series that end when they need to end, but I just definitely appreciate that now. And I like that the Brits are committed to that way of life. So Trial of Christine Keeler, HBO Max, check it out. Boom. Okay. I'm going to get Christmassy with it on my last one. And before I do, have you ever heard of this tweet by Peter Schultz that he tweeted three years ago? You know what I'm talking about? Tell me the. Gist. He's not. A, he's not someone famous. He's just a guy, and he's he's obviously referring to every single Hallmark Christmas movie ever made ever. Okay. And he just tweets this: as a relatively successful and busy man who lives in the city, my greatest fear is losing my girlfriend to a hometown hunk with a young son who teaches her the true meaning of Christmas. He continues. He listen. He, he continues. This has like forty thousand retweets. Just close down his struggling tree farm like your boss told you to and come back to the city so I can take you for granted. You have no business co-organizing a Christmas parade. You're a fancy business lady now and you're above all this. And no, the real Santa doesn't live in that backwater Hooverville. That's just a man who forgot how to shave. Come home. Finally. Okay. So he was Santa. Big deal. You and Tad saved Christmas. That's right. I still say Xmas. You learned a lesson, not me. It's going to, I'm going to a tropical island to celebrate the big account, have fun at church with Flannel Man. Um, I wanted to read that before you got to Last Christmas. I don't know the plot of Last Christmas, but I'm guessing that that is close to it. Okay, wait, Any, can I? No, I got to interject here because you don't know the plot of Last Christmas. I don't know the plot of Last Christmas either, but I do think, so you know the song Last Christmas, I Gave You My Heart, the very next day you gave it away? Wham was the wham song yes i think i i think people knew that um the <laughs> from what i know the plot of last christmas is that like these two people meet and then one of them finds out they're like a heart transplant recipient of someone else like there's a physical heart transplant involved in the plot of the movie and then the heart finds its way back to whoever all right, I'm out. If I wasn't out before, I'm out now. I could be. Compl- I might have just made that up, but I do remember think I think I remember hearing that from last year. Continue with your Christmas. Anyway, this kind of goes along with it. Although uh, roles are reverse, this is my recommendation. But what I watched recently and I hadn't seen in years, years and years and years, was just Friends. And if yeah. you want to see early Ryan Reynolds slapstick comedy and Anna Ferris being ridiculous and Amy Smart being what happened to Amy Smart, by the way? And Anna Ferris, I guess. It's a tough life out there for actresses. Anna anyway, Ferris don't, does a don't podcast. stop, 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 stop. Moving on. Um, that is fun. And you, you realize 
then he was already on his way to being a star at that point. Obviously, he was in a movie around him. But uh, Ryan Reynolds like jumps out of the screen at you. It's super slapsticky, so that's why I'm not going to recommend it as a good movie. But it's fun to watch and be like, oh yeah, this is this is fun. What I will recommend in terms of like a real movie that makes you think, the older we get, the the more prominent it is, is Family Man with Nicolas Cage. It's not a funny movie. It's Nick Cage came out in 2000, 20 years ago. Nick Cage, Tia Leone, Jeremy Piven, Don Cheadle. It is a very successful businessman who Don Cheadle, the angel, waves a wand and it goes back to what if Nicolas Cage had stayed with his college girlfriend instead of breaking up and pursuing his own career. And it's good. I watched it last night. It's pretty good. It's better than how I remember it. I remember seeing it in theaters with my parents and it kind of washed over me, but they were talking about it forever. It's pretty good. And the daughter in it is like the cutest little girl you've ever seen in your entire life. And there's, (laughs) if you watch it and you want to talk about the ending, please reach out to me because I have so many thoughts on how the, the family man is, is wrapped up. But it's pretty good. If you want to watch a movie that is like, I don't want to say original because obviously it's, it's very much uh, wonderful life. E like appreciating what you have kind of thing. Actually, no, it's kind of the opposite of it's a wonderful life. The more I think about it. Anywho, it's not original. It's very Christmas magic E, but it's not the same old plot of every Christmas movie per the synopsis. I just read by Peter Schultz. Is it actually a Christmas movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. It's very much a Christmas movie. Okay. I think of that. I what I think of that movie. I do not think of a Christmas movie. Yeah. Also, just friends. They he's home for the holidays, like at Christmas, right, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that a Christmas movie though? Is it? Yes. The, is the whole thing? We're taking- not getting. Let's not get into this. They're both no. Christmas movies. Totes. <laughs> First of all, you just said totes. Second of all, I'm not here to have a discourse about if Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I don't like that conversation. I think it's the definition of banal. However, I actually was just genuinely wondering, like, are those movies? I don't remember if the entirety of Just Friends takes place at Christmas, and I don't know if I've ever seen Family Man. Well, actually, sorry. I know that I've never seen Family Man. So I was just saying, like, are these actual Christmas movies? 100%. Okay. I Are you done? Yeah. I'm sort of done, too. I spent too much time doing two things this week, which was watching a ton of YA content and also listening to Taylor Swift's Evermore. Um, I have not consumed the amount that I normally do of television. I actually was going to do something that I decided I'm going to keep for next week. So do you have anything else? I don't. I, um, let me think. I don't think I have anything, anything coming down the, um, Christmas day. There's a lot of fun movies coming out. I will say I watched Tenet, but I'm trying to stick to the, I don't want to pressure people into buying anything. Well, Tenet's a different story, I think, than you pressuring people into buying, what was the $20 one last week? What was that one last week? Your movie. Oh my gosh. It's a bad sign if I can't remember. We, <laughs> this was a week ago. Do you ever think about how you can remember conversations from like fourth grade, but you can't remember? Wait a minute. What, <laughs> did, what did I recommend spending a little money on if you were into it? It was... um. Oh, Freaky with Vince Vaughn. 
Oh yeah, freaky, 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 freaky. Yeah. I didn't listen to your recommendation, and I that's didn't. fine. I mean, whatever. If you like, I said, my recommendation would be wait two months until it's streaming on some kind of service. So the thing with Tenet that the reason I think that that one is different is because it's the most talked about movie of this year in the in terms of Corona and how the closing of like all the theaters affected it. I feel like Tenet has just been such a big part of the conversation that you saying like yay or nay to the most discussed movie of the year. Yeah, like I'll just fair. I'll wait until some point to give my my two cents on it, but but it's not now. That's fair. All right. What do you uh what are you googling over there? This is the- Nothing. I okay, again, so I know I do this a lot, but I'm getting I'm working like immediately after Lindsay shuts this bad boy down, so I'm like doing pre-work to make my transition easier. It's unprofessional, and to the listeners I apologize. But the only one who can see me doing stuff is Lindsay, so she's the one that's bringing attention to it. I'm sorry. All right. I um I'm going to post some of this stuff to Instagram, so behind the scenes here. Hope you're not mad. No, me- that's why that's why I was aesthetically pleasing today. <laughs> I'm glad that you had your your background and your Zoom room vibes uh, going today. I hope the viewers of Instagram and the listeners of the podcast enjoy it. Jack's got to go to work. I wish everyone could see. He is just just typing away here. So we will see you next week. I am going to come with three strong recommendations. I am not watching any more YA content. That is a promise to you, the listener. That's BS, by the way. I almost- <laughs> actually swore but i didn't i'm gonna finish tiny pretty things and then i'm only watching adults entertainment that sounded wrong i am only watching entertainment in television and movies with adults (laughs) in it for for weeks after this i gotta come out of the ya hole it's been a weird couple of weeks for me so all right we will see you next week final thoughts jack what kind of hole adult entertainment (laughs) okay merry christmas 